0: Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com.
1: How's
2: it going, Chiefs Kingdom? And welcome to Episode 81 of The Great British Chiefs Show with your boys from the kingdom, Representing the Kingdom, myself, Brad Simcox, and headlines editor, Tom Childs. Well, Banner Night may not have gone as planned for the Chiefs, but Tom and I are here to navigate our way through the positives and the negatives of the Week 1 matchup, and try to, take, <laughs> to make some sense of what the hell went wrong. We'll also take a look at how this crazy week has affected the Arrowhead Pride Power Rankings, and we'll be taking a look at the Chiefs' Week 2 opponents, the Jacksonville Jaguars. But first... You got me dancing and crying, rolling and flying, but love don't let me go. you got me drowning in a river, cold, and fever, love don't let me go.
0: Don't let me go. Mahomes throws the cross, it is intercepted out the deflection. Brian Braves, the rookie, tied... First NFL touchdown! Right through the hands of Tony Holmes. Plenty of time looking to the middle. It's dropped again by Tony,
1: who has had a really poor night.
2: Yes, I am aware that my music choice last week for the book first segment uh, was uh, "Catch as if you can," uh, which may have cursed our receivers somewhat. I must admit, uh, so I will apologise for that right now. Sorry, uh, whoops! <laughs> Drop the mic. Not very professional of me, there, was it, mate?
1: <laughs> and I'm actually broken it. <laughs> <laughs> so was that planned or? Breaking of it, no. <laughs> no, no, the dropping of it. Was that planned? Was <laughs> that a Kadarius Tony? It, it Lost its, <laughs> <Toast> its legs. its <laughs> legs. Oh man, what a disaster! What a waste of podcast.
2: I know that's the second mic I've gone through on this podcast.
1: So anyway, yes, we'll crack on
2: with a broken mic. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you are literally holding it.
2: <laughs> I, I'm literally holding it. I'm trying to fix it as we go. That's what I'm doing right now. I know. Oh, the
1: volume levels are going to be all over the shop on this podcast. Why? Because you'll be go- like, you won't be able to keep still. There's no way in hell you can hold that still the whole show. No, no, you're
2: going I'll, to be I'll, doing I'll, and
1: throwing constantly like an no, old no, drunk fine. with a I'm pint fine. in his hand.
2: I'm fine. I, hey, it's looking good. It's looking. good. I think I've fixed it.
1: Excellent. So it just wasn't the Chiefs' offense that was out of sync. Early into the season then. Well, I fixed yeah. it
2: quicker than the Chiefs' offence. I'll put you that way. I'll tell you that for free. <laughs> tell you that for free. <laughs> so, yeah, we're, we're, we're all right. We're good. We're good. Uh, right. Yeah. So, I. Uh, sorry about that. That dodgy <laughs> part of the show. Uh, I was trying to make a point of, uh, you know, not being professional and dropping the mic. But, uh, yeah, that backfired. A bit <laughs> like the Chiefs' offence. Yeah, yeah, it did. It misfired, I think.
1: Yeah. I don't want to spend ages on this game. I'll not lie, Brad. I know you send this week, you're more prepared. You've sent so many notes and I'm thankful for the notes that you've sent after last week's debacle. You're like professional again. Thank you very much. But we're six days removed from this game happening. I don't want to talk about it too much anymore. Like it happened and I think it wasn't very fun. And the Chiefs probably should have won a game that they lost. But they've done their done absolutely everything possible to lose the game at the same time. But I think what we've learned from this particular week is that no one really knows what's going to happen in week one because this has been one of the craziest week ones I can ever remember.
2: Yeah. I, I would absolutely agree with that. I mean, it was all doom and gloom after that first opening game, wasn't <laughs> it? We were thinking, oh God, is this going to be like the Chiefs misfiring this season because of, you know, we've got these new wide receivers, let's say, let's call them that. Um, we were missing Kelsey, missing Chris Jones, um, and yeah, it was just a very annoying game to watch. It was, it, we get this now and again, don't we, as a Chiefs fan? Mm-hmm. Annoying games where you think, God, just, just piece something together. Just put yeah. it all together. And it's, it's, it's crazy, to think, because we had the first half I thought was pretty all right. Yeah. We were, leading, we were leading in the first half, and I thought, Do you yeah. know what? It's it's manageable, it's serviceable this this offense. Yeah. We're doing all right against a really good Lions team. Um, but it was the second half that just everything went to absolute ratchet.
1: Yeah. And I don't know why. Well, I know what happened, but I don't know why it happened. We know um, why, Tom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The um, The funny thing about that game is like I can kind of live with the drops. Like, I do think it's unacceptable to have that amount of drops. Yes. But also, the chances of it happening like that, again, are slim. Like, I don't think Kadarius Tony will ever have a game as bad as that. Sky more might, but Kadarius Tony certainly won't have a game as bad as that. But it's the things that are almost a part of this team, that are part of the way they run, the part of the way they do things, which worry me more than the drops. So I'm talking about the the play calls on third and one. I'm talking mm. about the Blake Bell callback sneaks. I'm talking about the inability to capitalize on a two-for-one situation, which they never seem to be able to do anymore. Like when was the last time the Chiefs scored the last touchdown just before the halftime, got the ball out at halftime and then scored immediately, got the two-for-one and grabbed 14 points in two possessions? It yeah. seems like they never seem to do that anymore. They used to, but these days it just seem, doesn't seem to happen. I haven't looked to mm. see when the last time they actually capitalized on that. But from my point of view, it seems like it's been a very, very, very long time. So that's the things that worry me. The drops, yeah, bad, but they're going to happen. Okay, we had them all in one game. But you, again, you don't think that's going to carry through. Mm-hmm. But that particular situation, the two for one and the Blake Bell callback sneak, that is what really, really winds me up about this particular game. Like surely, surely Andy Reid's seen enough now to say, actually... This isn't going to work anymore. Not that he did call back sneaky, you know, the tricky stuff. He, he lined up under centre and obviously tried the the motion to, I think it was Rashi Rice who got blown up. But even yeah. still, like, they're trying to be too cute with this play now. We mentioned
2: this in the last show. We did. We mentioned it in the last show, didn't we, about the, we, we we it's time to really start using Mahomes more in the QB sneak. Mm. I mean, even like you said, just at least not make it as obvious now that we're going to be doing a trick play. Yeah. It, it it's too obvious now. the 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 teams are expecting it
1: now because we're the Chiefs. We like to yeah, do tricks in,
2: in these situations.
1: I would rather we didn't run the football at all on that in that situation from now on. Yeah. If you had, if, if you had to offer me a choice now between a a third and one short run, a QB sneak from Mahomes, or Mahomes dropping back, I'd probably take Mahomes dropping back. Yeah. A lot of them, because if you're going to drop back, you're going to pass the ball. Defenses are going to have to play man coverage. They have to play man coverage because if they don't play man coverage, any receiver will just get open in the zone immediately for the yard. And then there you go. You've got you've mm-hmm. got your uh, first down. So if that's happening, that means that there's going to be defenders with their backs towards Mahomes, potentially with their backs towards Mahomes. And we all know Mahomes is the the best scrambler in the league or one of the best scrambler in the leagues, best out structure quarterback in the league. So I'd much rather that situation from now on than, say, Blake Bell lining up. Because I don't even trust the team to run a yard, by the way. I don't think they've got it in them, even if you hand the ball off to Isaiah Pacheco. In certain situations, it just looks like they are so, so bad Running the football in short yardage, that I don't particularly trust them. But the one person I do trust on the on the football field more than anyone else is Patrick Mahomes. So maybe they they just need to go for a completely different philosophy now. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, keep your run plays, still run the ball first and second down. But if you get into that situation now, with third and fourth down, just give it to Mahomes. Just, yeah. just, just give it to him. I know you haven't got Tyreek Hill, so you can't run that out past that was that worked for Mahomes a couple of times that worked for Chad Henney. You can't run that, but you can run other stuff. And if it does break down, you've got one of the best scramblers in the league. That's where I would go if I was Andy Reid going forward. But he doesn't learn from mistakes. This this particular play, this particular involvement of Blake Bell in the short game hasn't worked for the best part of 12 months now. It didn't work towards the back end of last season. It didn't work in the season. It didn't work on Thursday night. Surely, surely now he's seen it enough. But again, I don't believe he is that kind of guy. Yeah.
2: We have to talk about the main reasons why this Chiefs team misfired in the second half, and that was obviously the drops. It wasn't one particular player, although it did feel like it when it was a, a wide open Kadarius Tony, and I, I have no idea what he hit, what he did there. It, it didn't look like he was catching it with his hands. He was trying to catch it within his body, into his neck, or something like that. It was just, it was just such an unnatural kind of um, attempt at a catch that mm-hmm. um, I think. Clearly, something was preying on his mind. I think it was the previous previous drops that he was doing, um, and that was probably what the, the the main thing that was on his mind. He thought he probably thought, "God, I'm wide open here. This is you know, yeah. I'm going to turn my head and I'm going to go." And he's just turned his head too quick, and he's uh, obviously he's gone through.
1: his That hands. could be it. lapses in concentration. He yeah. hasn't practiced. Not that I don't think it's kind of like riding a bike, isn't it? Like I don't I don't feel like your hands <laughs> can like forget how to catch a pass. Surely not. Like do 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 you go through? cold and hot periods of catching things like well i'm, I'm quite an arrogant person when it comes to, or so not arrogant sorry should i say more ignorant probably both to be honest when it yeah. comes to catching things because i have outstanding hand-eye coordination and i i i like honestly i feel like i have better hands than most nfl wide receivers the difference between them and me is that they're more athletic than me. <laughs> that's yeah. the big. That's the big difference, right? And they got drafted. Yeah, yeah. And they they, went, they live in America. Yeah. But genuinely, I do believe I have better hands than most NFL wide receivers.
2: What did he say? Hey!
1: And people oh, are listening there's to there's teams, oh, man, this man, man, guy, up, this like, guy, like, who man. is this guy? Who is this guy? But I, I do believe it. So, so
2: wait, you I'm, can kick better than Booker, and you can <laughs> catch better than Tony. Is that what you're saying?
1: hundred percent. I can catch a ball. Better than Kadarius Tony. I'm just not athletic. That's the problem. But I do have outstanding hand eye coordination.
2: I'm sure you, I'm sure at some point you even compared yourself to Mahomes as well with yeah. your quarterback playing the flag football that you play. <laughs> I'm sure you've done that as well. So you've, you've almost got the full, full lot there, haven't you? Are you doing running backs next week?
1: No, no, no. I, I, can't, uh, move. I can't, can't move. You can't move. All right. Okay. Yeah, but outstanding vision. Better than Clyde Edwards. Edipzig- now I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> No, but seriously. So I'm quite ignorant when it comes to the ability to catch stuff, right? Because I think it's just easy. It it all stems from when I was a goalkeeper when I was younger and I used to like spend evenings just like throwing a ball against the wall and then like catching it, like jumping onto my bed and catching. I used to spend hours and evenings like doing that. So and I played cricket, basketball, uh, American football. I I can catch, right? I can catch. So it really winds me up, like really winds me up when – NFL wide receivers drop passes. Like I get it happens, but it shouldn't happen at the rate it does. Now I understand there's pressure involved. I do understand like, yeah, you could be able to get, get hit or there's coverage. I do understand the external factors that lead into that. But what I don't get is when people or players drop dollies, right? Yeah. Like the dolly, a dolly is a cricket in term for an easy catch, right? If you, if you have an easy catch and you drop it, it's called a dolly, right? Yeah. And, i call you somewhat worse, but... I don't understand why that happens in American football as much as it does. So I'm not entirely worried yet about Kaderi Stone. I don't think he's a trend. I just think he has had a bad, bad game. Yeah. But if it keeps going on, they might have to pick up the phone and call me. Because... (laughs) (laughs)
2: Well, you are a utility player, Tom. Because I
1: promise you, Pat, I promise you, Andy could scheme me open, and I promise you, Mr. Mahomes, I would not drop a thing. Honestly, I wouldn't. Even with my crooked little finger, I still wouldn't drop a... You'd
2: never
1: get the gloves on, mate, with your finger. I don't. I've had to cut... Seriously, I've had to cut the little finger off my gloves (laughs) on my right hand. (laughs) Because, yeah, well, podcast, why would our audience know this? I have a a little my my pinky finger is curling in maybe i'll tweet about it in a minute i'll send out a picture yeah um You're just a like no, no, no context hands picture like of my brian baldinger <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, basically yeah 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 I'll, I'll tweet a no context picture of my little finger out in a minute and see what yeah. happens <laughs> but yeah but no i'm not worried yet it happens i'm not i'm not willing to see and write off kudaris tony like i saw some people saying oh cut him we've got to get rid of him like who else who can we get from the street get call Julio Jones on or, or whoever I, I, uh,
2: I'll admit I did actually say get him off get him <laughs> off now and we sleep I, I have it. no
1: issues with that I have no issues with taking him off when he's having a bad night yeah but there is a reason why the Chiefs kept passing to him is because he was the only one getting open yeah it was actually
2: yeah well <laughs> I mean that's that's the other positive you've got to look at that. Yeah. Uh, you know take a, a a negative turn it into a positive yeah he was getting open yeah, and Mahomes was. was feeling confident that he could throw the ball to him, and he yeah. would make a play out. Of and
1: it. I, I do believe they will continue to throw him the ball over and over and over. Like yeah. it wouldn't surprise me if the first pass from this this Sunday is to Kadarius Tony. First it would on. not surprise me at all. Get the ball in his hands as early as possible and let him just go and do his thing. God, I hope he doesn't drop it. Can you imagine? That? <laughs> oh, for f- sake, here we go again? <laughs>
2: <laughs> but the, the way I was, the way I was. Going on about it on social media was I was basically saying, You have one job, right? That is your job. You've got to catch the ball. You are, it's in your job title. You are a receiver. If I forgot to do my job, I would expect to at least suffer some kind of consequence from my boss. And no doubt, the way that Andy Reid looked, I'm sure he's probably had a fleeing, you know, in in Kadarius Tony's ear about we need to work on this this week. Um, not in those words, but he's probably giving him a bit of an earful for it. But, um, but it, like I said, it wasn't just Kadarius Tony. We had, we saw a bit of it with Sky Moore. Um, the the, just the whole, like I said, it just seemed as though the the, the whole second half just was not clicking right. I mean, it was good for the defense.
1: Yeah, they played well. Defense Mm -hmm. played really
2: well. You know, there was, uh, there's some moments in the game. I think one of them was, um, uh, Justin Reid about the, the the ball down. Uh, that was late in the second half, and that really gave the Chiefs a bit of a tee up to try and yeah. you know get something out of this game. But then obviously we had things like the the, the fourth and twenty that then, then ended up being a fourth and twenty five, and then we had like we had two minutes left. And do we go for it? Do we not go for it? And mm-hmm. uh, and yeah, there was a lot of that. I I actually believe that at that at that moment, fourth and twenty five, yeah, absolutely go for it. I don't know if you think that.
1: Yeah, I understand why people were kicking off, but no, I for me it was the right decision. Yeah, like, any time you get an other opportunity to put the ball in Patrick Mahomes' hand, I'm going to take it. Yeah, and let's be honest, Skymore dropped it. So he did. Yeah, yeah he did. Mahomes um, put the ball where it needed to be. Skymore dropped it. So,
2: I mean, I, let's not talk about this game anymore, mate, because it's probably been done to death on all of the podcasts on the Arrowhead Pride podcast networks so, or. Uh, I mean, we just wanted to get, the obviously, the key points in there that we thought needed to be said and get them off our chest. Bit of a bit of a therapy session for me and Tom, I suppose, because we've like bottled that. this up. We've bottled this up since Thursday night, haven't we?
1: Oh, yeah. We had recorded a podcast at 5 o'clock in the morning on Friday. It would no. have been a completely different... <laughs>
2: oh, mate. I, I mean, the quacks would have been all out.
1: Um, turns out time is a good healer.
2: It is. Well, I mean... The day or two after, I was I was in a real foul mood. Yeah. And then you watched um, the
1: Bengals play, and then you were like, ah, here we go.
2: Well, yeah, I watched the rest of the teams play. I thought, you know what? Our game was not that bad at all. No, we lost by a no. point.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Which, by the way, if you check my five questions prediction last week, I actually put a one-point game. You did? Okay. Yeah, you did. Oh, I right. also... To it's the Jets to make a the weird. Super Bowl. And look what happened there. So, um, I'm actually yeah. changing it. I'm putting the Chiefs back in the Super Bowl, by the way. You've you've put them back in? Yeah.
2: What, because well, of that Aaron Rodgers thing? Yeah,
1: yeah. Well, I had the Jets in the Super Bowl, and that's obviously not going to happen now. So, um i well, never know. Like up. Wilson might be the man. No. Um, they're, <laughs> they're getting Joe Flacco back, aren't they? Um, <laughs>
2: nice. So, yeah,
1: no, I'll put the Chiefs back in the Super Bowl for now, but... We'll to Until see.
2: somebody else catches your eye, is that what you're saying?
1: No, 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 I'm sticking with it. 49ers, no, at all. 49ers Chiefs, that's my Super Bowl prediction.
2: Right, okay, okay. okay. Right, The uh, there's some big news came out, wasn't there, just recently, and it's all to do with Chris Jones uh, signing a
1: one-year deal with the Chiefs, uh, loaded with incentives. The Keyword there, one-year deal, not extension. Yeah. <laughs> not an extension.
2: Yeah, he's basically got a nice little bonus, uh, if you can call it a bonus, and he's got to work to get the incentives. I see, think. basically he's got to work this season to get those bonuses. Yeah. Um, we touched on it again, obviously for the first time in the uh, the previous show, and uh, we we didn't want to talk about it for some time because it kind of bored us. But this really kind of sparked into life, and it it started causing a few conversations on social media, and I I really got involved with this. Um. <laughs> Which uh, I sent out a tweet, which I was, I I was basically annoyed at, at the actual deal and the whole situation that actually happened with his holdout, the way that um, you know he was just didn't seem really bothered. He was doing all these tweets where he was like, and he was in a pool with a cigar in his mouth while all the rest of his teammates were training, and it kind of left a bit of a a, a bad taste in my mouth, but it wasn't actually about the player itself it was more along the lines of how has he got himself in this situation and it's clearly because of the agents that he's got and we saw the smugness of those agents that were sat either side of him at the banner ceremony which i mean they look it, it looked like the beginning of a mafia movie for me i'm gonna make him an offer he with you. refuse it really did i mean they looked like you know the sopranos were sat either side of 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 chris jones and I just don't I'm want to hold you there. Sorry,
1: I'm going to hold you there because you're talking about Sopranos. I'm going to go off on a bit of a tangent, but <laughs> me and my friends play a really funny game with Soprano DVDs. Right. So <laughs> basically, my friend has the entire collection of Sopranos on DVD, right? And everyone said, oh, I want to watch Soprano. He's lent it to them, but then he doesn't want them back. He, he likes so he's like, Oh, just lend them to someone else, lend them to someone else. So, what we've done is we've divvied up these soprano DVDs, and there's like eight of them. And now we play a game where we try to leave them in each other's houses uh, <laughs> whenever we go around. <laughs> so, whenever we visit each other, you can guarantee that one of us, or if not two of us, have got a, a soprano's DVD on us, ready to plant in the house. And I'm talking about like leaving it in the freezer. Or in the glove compartment, a glove box of your of your car. Yeah. I've seen them put them behind canvases in pictures, I've seen them put them in bed bed sheets, I've seen them in pillowcases, I've seen them in knicker drawers, I've seen them under floorboards, anywhere you can think of. Us and my friends and I put them are hiding soprano DVDs around the house. <laughs> like my friend the other day, he, he sent me a video. I'm sorry that I'm going off on a tangent. For people listening thinking, what the hell is this gone about? But he went out, he got his barbecue out last weekend because we had some Ooh. outstanding weather in, in America in, in the UK. And he went to turn his smoker on, and he opened up his smoker, just a Sopranos DVD sat. There. <laughs> it's outstanding now i'm hoping that you guys are listening to this and it's going to inspire you guys now to play a similar game with your friends where you're going to get some items that are pretty much useless that no one needs anymore like who needs dvds in 2023 no one does but anyways useless items where you can just try and uh plant them in each other's houses <laughs> from now until the end of time great great game Sorry. <laughs> Sorry about the tangent. I just wanted to tell tell the world about. No, it. No,
2: that was actually a good story. That I must admit. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I took us down the la- down that lane, didn't I? About the brothers, because the Katz brothers really do look like a mafia uh, yeah. you know, mafia <laughs> well, dons, don't they? Um, and I just thought, I, I, I just thought, what are you doing, Chris? What is it that is driving you to do to to listen to everything that they're saying and actually accept? Uh, but also, make here they,
1: it- he, they are paid to make those decisions, like. They are yeah, paid but- to give that advice, though. I know, but it's paying them. A, he's paying them a fee to give them, give him advice. And
2: <laughs> sorry to drop the mic again.
1: <laughs> <laughs> he's paying them a fee to get their advice, and so, as far as he's concerned, they're the professionals. Now, they are the people that he should be listening to. Now, you know, and I know, and retrospectively, we all know that he took some very, very bad advice because the contract that he's been given, like the new contract for this year, is it any better than the the one that he's currently got? Like, yeah, total, it might be worth a little bit more, but as you mentioned earlier, I think the incentives, some of them are going to be hard to achieve. One of them's defensive player of the year. Well, guess what? You're already a game behind and free sacks behind TJ. Watt And about yeah. 10 pressures behind or whatever. Um 10 pressures, sorry. Um, Two or three pressures behind Nick Boses. So you're already behind that. Needs to win the Super Bowl. Well, guess what? The Chiefs lost the first game of the season. Yeah, the defense was great, but if you play that game, we probably we probably do win regardless of the drops. Mm. Um so the incentives are going to be harder and harder to achieve. And I thought the biggest like thing for me when this contract's come out, and certainly when the details come out of it, I I was convinced that they were gonna have the no tag clause in it. Yeah. Because you saw the numbers and you thought, actually, that's not a great deal for Chris Jones, considering, no. ah, I wonder what the sweetener is. The sweetener must be the no tax, so he can go straight to free agency yep. in March. But no, the Chiefs still control his rights, or have an element of control of his rights in 2023. Mm. So uh, fair play to Brett Veach. He's played an absolute blinder here, because yeah. if... Chris Jones does live up to them incentives. Brilliant. The Chiefs have won another Super Bowl. Chris Jones is defensive player of the year. The Chiefs cement their dynasty. And then Chris Jones can go get his his massive contract. But guess what? To get his contract, he's going to have to be traded. And that trade will be a first round pick, guaranteed a first round pick for Chris Jones. You can probably say first round pick and another day two pick for Chris Jones services. So Brett Fitch has played a blinder because if he doesn't play particularly well this year, and he doesn't live up to his standards. He doesn't have that contract year that we all kind of want him to have in terms of performance. But if he doesn't get there, then guess what? Chris Jones is a little bit cheaper next year. And he's a little <laughs> bit older,
2: though. That's the thing.
1: A little bit cheaper, a little bit older. So Brett Veach has played a blinder. Like, he yeah. was right to wait out uh, the Cats brothers. And it was interesting to see who was going to blink first. And I think, I think it has been the, Chris Jones's camp that blinked first, yeah. based yeah. on what the outcome. Based on the outcome, I think it was maybe then that went to Brett and actually went, "Come on, let's let's get something done." Because I think they were scared after seeing Week One and the performance of the Chiefs' defense. I think they were a little bit scared.
2: I thought the Chiefs' defense really helped in this,
1: <laughs> in, this
2: in this in this trade negotiation because we heard from the sidelines of um, I think it was the beginning of the game. One of the reporters actually said that the Chiefs hadn't been in contact with Chris Jones or his representatives for a week and a half. Yeah, leading up to the game, and I thought that well, that's bad. Clearly, I mean, you, yeah, you know, if you've got a play like that in Chris Jones, you you must be at least ringing the phone, ringing the mm-hmm. you know the mobile phone of the uh, the agents, and and literally not giving them a, a passing minute. Mm-hmm. But it seemed very strange to me, and I thought maybe Veach has already moved on. Maybe that's what he's. And you're right; it was definitely a staring contest, and I think the Cats brothers and Chris Jones blink first. Yeah, And I think what Veach has done as well, he's played a bit of a masterstroke in a way because he's, I called it an honour contract. I don't know if that's an actual thing but I called it an honour contract where he's been given a, a year, not an extension obviously, but he's been a, given a year. He was going to make what, eighteen, seventeen, eighteen million 17, 18 million this year, wasn't he? He's now going to be potentially earning 25 million according to reports but that's obviously with incentives and everything like that. So I think Veach has probably done this on a contract where it's like, okay, yeah, fair dues. You've done us proud, you've you've helped us get to three Super Bowls, you've helped us win two. Um, let's give you a bit of a chunk of the cheese and let's, you know, let's let's put, put put this ball behind us, get out there, show what you're worth, and then we'll revisit it later on, maybe. I don't think Veach has any intention of actually ex- going on and extending after this year. I really don't.
1: And, and it depends entirely on how Chris Jones plays.
2: Exactly. But I think.
1: I, even I've,
2: if Chris Jones does play well this year, even if he doesn't get defensive player of the year, even if he does play well this year, I still don't think he's going to be wanting to get. I don't. I don't think the Chiefs will offer him anything bigger than probably what he's on now. On twenty
1: five mil. I, I think, think. I think there is every chance they go back to the table with the twenty seven which they offered. Probably. If year. Probably, probably, but, but Chris Jones already, would accept that
2: he's going to be a year old. He's going to be what thirty, going up to thirty one. Yeah. Yeah. Are they really going to extend him for another two, maybe three years?
1: Well, they would have, they would, they were trying to do it two weeks ago. So, yeah,
2: but I mean, a year's passed once he's done this, you know, and and they might tag him again. There's another year. I just don't, I just don't see an, a contract extension in Chris Jones's future at the minute. I really don't. I think Veach holds the cards now. Absolutely.
1: So you're going down the route of him being tagged and traded? Probably, yeah. In, in March, April time.
2: Yeah. Uh, I, I truly believe that. I don't think. I don't think he's going to get as much as he's getting
1: now. I,
2: I think that's his peak now.
1: No, I don't, I don't know. About it. I think he's certainly going to make more money next year. I just don't know where he's going to make it and wow. how much he will be. He'll, definitely be. he'll definitely be on more money next year. Yeah? Yeah, 100%. Definitely. I'm not but convinced. But I, I tell you what, I want point. Chris to hit the incentives. I really do. I want Chris to hit all the incentives. <laughs> I want him to get that $25 million mark. I, I want him to take it all because if he does... It means the Chiefs win the Super Bowl this year. So well, there is that. There is that.
2: Um, I just wanted to bring up. I did mention it earlier on, but there uh, there was a tweet that I sent out, and I want to just kind of clear it up a little bit because um, <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, it had about a hundred thousand impressions on uh, on Twitter, and it's it, it's still going now, and I'm getting a bit of beef from it. Um, good. And it was <laughs> don't mind good. You meant to be on my side. No. Um, so it was. I just basically quote tweeted uh, Adam Schiff. Is it quote X now? I don't know. But
1: it, reposted. Anyway. Reposted.
2: And I put uh, a few little tick marks down the side and I put, uh, don't honour your contract in its entirety. Tick. Hold out during training and preseason. Tick. Incur 2 million plus in fines. Tick. And then the last one at the bottom, destroy your respect from the fan base. Tick. All (laughs) four incentives. Well, that was totally worth it. Now, (laughs) I'll admit, that that last tick, where I said destroy yours from respect from the fan base, may have been a little bit over the top. I may have just kind of nuked my own tweet there. Um <laughs> The whole thing about it was, I was I was angry at the situation that the Cats Brothers were putting him in. I was angry that the whole situation was just panning out the way it was, and then he gets a one year deal that isn't really all that, and he's basically just getting incentives to to. Cancel out his fines that he already had. So I just felt like it was a complete waste of time, and I felt that Chris Jones was just led along this path, <laughs> and I just went out on a limb with the tweet. And uh, yeah, I I must admit I got a few uh, divided comments. Uh, <laughs> there's quite a lot of people liked it, quite a lot of people reposted it, quite a lot of people quote tweeted this. <laughs> <laughs> And I was getting pelters literally from the evening when I posted it, right the way through the next morning. Good. Good. Um. And but like I said, I did have it was it was almost like a fifty-fifty split that was going on. Nah, I read the
1: I read the replies. No, no, no. You haven't, you. I'm against yeah, no, no, you. i, feel, I no. think it's a ridiculous tweet. I am. Um, <laughs> I am. Um, yeah, I don't understand people like you. Like so reactionary. Just take a breath. Come on. <laughs> Like, how many Should... Shandys did you have last night?
2: I well, did, a... did maybe have a few, but um, the th- the point was, I yes, destroyed your respect from the fan base was probably a little bit over the top, but there was a tarnishing there. There was it. I mean, let let's be fair, there was a tarnishing there of when Chiefs fans saw him sat there. Yeah, to, that hurt like right but, in the still, middle. Destroy
1: of... the world, it's way way too far. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, we're going to have to rename this The Great British Chief Show by Barstool Sports. Like, come on, man. Like, let's, let's, let's all listen for Brad's hot takes. Like, skip Simcox over there. Like, I just... I, uh, I don't... Brad, I love you. Like, honestly, mate, I love you. Like, you are one of my bezies, right? Like, I didn't know you, like, seven, eight years ago, but we've had this friendship now, and I honestly think... Of you as one of my best friends, right?
2: Oh, so sweet! Huh?
1: You can be a f-ing moron. <laughs> you really can. <laughs> and I think I like talking to you, Brad, more than I like Twitter, Brad. Do you? Really? Do you really? Yeah, you, you're you on Twitter. I just I am a bit relentless. I think I think, yeah. I think maybe you should take some time off it.
2: Do you? Re- you really think? Are, are you been told by somebody to say this?
1: Yeah. Like, you gonna, gonna, your, have you got a list of people? <laughs> your wife just called me saying we get we're getting threatening letters through the post. <laughs> <laughs> the FBI are onto us now. <laughs> some, some guys called the Cats brothers left a horse in our bed. <laughs> <laughs> horse's head, horse's head, not a horse. <laughs> Respect the family. Yeah.
2: Um, yeah, um, so uh, yeah, I I will apologize for the uh the, the over-the-top kind of uh comment that I put on there, but I really should have just put like it tarnished it a little bit, which it kind of did. There was a bit of a shine off of everything that he's achieved, I suppose, has achieved because of this holdout and not really getting anything out of it. And I just, I just felt it, I felt let down that he was let down. And I just kind of went
1: completely over the top. You are? Keep Keep digging. Keep digging. Keep digging. Put some shovel music over this. Yeah, I might do that. yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Let's take a break.
2: Yeah, let's take a break. Okay, uh, when we come back, we'll be doing the AP Power Rankings and we'll be previewing the Chiefs at the Jags.
0: Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs – And helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com.
2: Hi there. Welcome back to the Great British Chief Show with Brad and Tom. This is part of the show where we do the Hour Head Pride Power Rankings, and uh, over to you, Tom.
1: Thank you very much, sir. Um, it's all change at the top of the AP. Power no, rank. really? Yeah, <laughs> funny, enough. funny enough. it's um. Well, when all the AFC powerhouses decide to lose, like who would have thought the Chiefs, Chargers, Bills, and Bengals would all lose in Week One? Like
2: it's crazy. I mean,
1: we you'd have won some decent crazy. money
2: on that. It is crazy. I mean, you know was, what? The, what are the odds on that? Yeah, what are the odds on that? That would be a good thing to, to find out.
1: But uh, yeah, but the NFC powerhouses all won the 49ers, the Cowboys, and the Eagles. Um, 49ers and Cowboys won very convincingly. The Eagles looked like they were going to win convincingly and then mm-hmm. somehow allowed Mac Jones and this high flying Patriots offense to get back into the game. I saw Mac Jones got like 350 yards this weekend, by the way. What's going on? NFL. Go home, NFL. You're drunk. Um, but anyways, uh, number one, the San Francisco 49ers, my Super Bowl pick, your Super Bowl pick. Yes. Um, they looked outstanding, didn't they? Against the uh, it Steelers. it did. Um, offensively and defensively, just, yeah. Yeah. Uh, health is going to be the deciding factor for them. Can they stay, health? Can they stay healthy? That's it. If they stay healthy, they are a shoe in for the NFC Championship game. At minimum. They look devastating. Um, it. Second, the Dallas Cowboys. Now, I started watching this game the other night against the Giants uh, in the morning I must add I started watching in the morning and within about five minutes I was like yeah well this game's done (laughs) this game is done (laughs) what a what a performance by that Dallas D Um, brilliant at Dallas D (laughs) sorry Um, in third the Philadelphia Eagles you know just rounding up the uh, NFC then there is a run on AFC teams to be fair in fact the next seven seven teams eight teams are all AFC teams really yeah so yeah um Detroit Lions were in twelfth for the next AFC team. So but um the top of the AFC teams, we've got uh, the Chiefs in fourth and the Bengals in fifth. Um and then the Bills sixth and the Miami Dolphins seventh. Um, they were a high riser this week. They went from eleventh to seventh, but they were very, very convincing. Yeah. Um unfortunately Tariq Hill had to have that performance in oh. this particular week. Of course he did. <laughs> Didn't he? Yeah. Of course he did. But, yeah. Um,
2: yeah, unreal. But, I mean, um, I'm glad I've got him on one of my fantasy teams, to be honest. I mean, nobody wants team. to hear that, though, do they? So no,
1: no, no one cares about your fantasy team. No, I don't. Um, and just to quickly go to the bottom of the league, uh, Arizona Cardinals, 32nd, still. Houston Texans still 31st. And the Bears dropped uh, all the way to the 30th. But, that's I mean, war- warranted. But we want the Bears to be bad this year because there's a team that's potentially looking at Chris Jones next, next April. <laughs>
2: <laughs> what well, send him to the doldrums of uh, Chicago, is that what you're saying? For a third pick
1: <laughs> in the NFL draft, I'd I Yeah, well, yeah, a good point. Yeah. I think they got uh, two first next year, I'm thinking about. They might have two first round picks. Yeah. Yeah. So
2: I I'm surprised at the
1: Bengals being
2: fifth. Are we expecting a bounce back from them, do you think? I think so. Yeah. I think so. Um
1: just a bad night at the office. Uh, yeah, I just think the Browns. If it wasn't for the Cowboys being so good, I think everyone would be talking about the Browns' defensive performance this weekend. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I I a bad day the office, yeah. I think that's the best way to put it.
2: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, thanks for that, mate. Uh, hopefully we uh, we see a few more changes um, after week two and Chiefs sit on top again. Let's, ho- let's hope that happens because uh, I do think it was just a bit of a blip. And we got Kelsey back. We got Chris Jones back. So all's good in the garden again. All's rosy in the garden. Right then, Chiefs at Jags preview. Um, now, I was watching a bit of this game. I was in and out of these games all week. Actually, um, I don't see them as a as a, a fun team to watch. The Jags. It, it's it's what? a bit like no, I don't I don't see them as a bit of a fun team to watch. I think my whole issue with the Jags is they're not a team that I choose to watch. They're not fun. They're not excitable. They're not an exciting team to watch. They've got a quarterback who. Granted, he's been revered as he was going to be a great quarterback in this league and he was a number one pick for a reason and everyone was expecting big things from Trevor Lawrence because people were tanking for Trevor. Do you remember that? But I don't see anything special from their quarterback play, which bores me. And it might be the fact that because Holmes is my quarterback and I look at everybody else as really being boring, but... Trevor Lawrence, for me, doesn't bring any excitement to the style of play that the Jags have. The wide receivers are good. The offense is is a decent offense. The defense is is relatively good. I'll I'll admit it's a really uh, decent defense, but I just feel like they're not an exciting team to watch right now. And I think it all begins at the quarterback position. It just doesn't seem like a fun team to watch.
1: I I watched this game in full at the time. Like I had yeah. Redstone on one screen, Jags, Colts on the other. It was a fun game, man. Yeah. Like, the game was. They're not fun, though. Oh, I don't know. I think they are a fun team to watch. I think any team that's got Christian Kirk... And Calvin Ridley as their receivers, and Trevor Lawrence with his beautiful, beautiful hair, flowing <laughs> locks. They are a fun team to watch. Like it's a Doug Peterson-led team. Like he is a fun, fun, fun football coach. Like I, I don't get why don't you? Why don't what's not entertaining about the Jacksonville Jaguars? Like they, it's not the Jags of old. They are, they are a good team now.
2: Yeah, I mean. Just going off the receiving stats and stuff like yeah, it, I would absolutely have their, those receivers in week one for the Chiefs for sure. Um, you know, Evan, Evan Ingram didn't miss a beat. Travis Etienne had he was he was part of the the passing game as well. Calvin Ridley, best receiver on the night. Um, but no, I just don't say I just don't say I don't know if it's because I don't like their defensive game. I think their defensive game looks a bit of a shambolic after time.
0: And I, I like
2: it. I know I do like a bit of a defensive kind of standoff sometimes in my games. You know where it's like back and forth, and there's a bit. You know you have to work it out a bit more. And I, uh, yeah, for me the the Jags don't have that defensive kind of makeup of them.
1: I mean they got three from- turnovers in this one game alone. Yeah. Like, I, Josh Allen tore it up. Kevin Walker tore up four sacks between them. Yeah, I do like. I, Josh Allen. I, They gave Anthony Anthony Richardson a lot to think about this weekend. Yeah. And I just don't get how you can come out of this this game and think they aren't a fun, good team. Like, if it wasn't for them essentially gifting the Colts points, like that was that DeForest Buckner touchdown where... I think Trevor Lawrence fumbled it and I cannot remember the receiver's name but he picked it up and then just stood there and the Colts defender oh, just kind of slapped it out I of his hands that. and DeForest De- 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 uh, Buckner picks it up and runs it into the end zone.
2: Yeah, if it stood. wasn't for that,
1: this game would have been an absolute blowout. Like, it was, it was like the Chiefs versus the Lions but the Jags actually done what they were supposed to do <laughs> and what they, their performance warranted. Yeah. Like, the Chiefs should have beaten the Lions by 10 points but they couldn't catch the passes but the, the Jags, I I don't, I've I really enjoyed watching them. And I'm, like, I'm especially pleased to see Calvin Ridley back because he got screwed so hard by the NFL. I but, did like
2: that storyline. I must admit. Yeah, and yeah. for him
1: to come back and just have this like redemption game, like he did to come back, I think it was what, eight catches, 101 yards mm. like and a touchdown. Uh, I just thought, This is a great, great story because I always believed that he was a great NFL receiver. And when he was at the Falcons, he'd done very well there. And he obviously went into free agency. The Jags picked him up, paid a lot of money to pick him up. But then he got suspended immediately by the NFL for some betting offences. And I kind of, uh, I, I don't know where I stand. I don't know where my moral points are when it comes to athletes gambling because obviously it's such a big thing in america and like sports gambling in general in america across the boards a relatively new thing so i get why they're scared of it it's not like over here you can't you over here you're still not allowed to gamble on football if you're a professional footballer you're not allowed to do it. it's the same rules over here they 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 do give out equally as harsh punishments for it Mm. but i'm thinking my point of view if you're not betting on anything that you have direct effect over then what's the point like, wasn't it because he was in the facility or something? I d- yeah. I don't something think like that, wasn't it? Games that he had no bearing on whatsoever. I just yeah. don't understand that. Like if, like, if Calvin Ridley had bet a hundred thousand dollars on him to be the first touchdown scorer on Sunday, where's the harm in that? Where is the harm in that? Like, cause he exactly. come in, say it was free to one and he bags himself $300,000 on the fact that he bet on himself. Yeah. Where's the issue for that? What was what, the issue? I mean, it's
2: completely different if he says that he's going to get minus yards and he starts exactly. running backwards. It's not like,
1: it, Yeah, now go check Cadareous Tony's uh, betting yeah, yeah, accounts. Exactly. He's got three plus drops in his.
2: Oh, damn it. I dropped three balls. Oh, there's half a million in uh, bank.
1: Nice. Yeah. yeah. I just, I don't understand. Like Chris Jones. Oh, I'm going to win defensive player of the year this year. Brilliant. Back it put up. a million pounds. Yeah. Put, go make up your fine money on a bet on it. Yeah. <laughs> put all 25 it. million on it. <laughs> yeah. I just I d I don't know how I've, I honestly I I think it's can be a complete overreaction. Yeah. Um like Ivan Tony over here, Brentford footballer, um, he's been banned for eight months for betting on games in like League One or League Two, games that he had no bearing on whatsoever, betting on other football matches. I just it's I don't know. I it's just because think they think they probably have influence because they may be friends with some of the
2: footballers or maybe yeah. is that what it is? I, I I'm with you, mate. I think if you if if you're not betting on the game, where you're actually betting that you're going to be losing the game, and you actually yeah. do something as part of the game, we've had, we've seen all the betting scandals across soccer f- slash football over the years. I mean, look at the Juventus thing; that was like they were th- not throwing games, but they were bribing refs and all sorts, weren't yeah. they? And they got uh, they got sent down the leagues because of it. But you know, there was there was things like I remember Bruce Grobbelaar from Liverpool years ago he was under this kind of investigation I think
1: it was about you know throwing games and you know Is, Do you reckon that's it, it? Do you reckon there's just so much too much fear about influence and probably and I think these authorities the the associations or the leagues are just too worried or can't be bothered rather to go through that much admin because it, I suppose it wouldn't I suppose it would be if every NFL player was doing betting every week yeah. there'd be a lot Oh, checks to be carried out, would not they? Yeah, well, they would. Bet, but the, yeah. the Calvin Midley one was
2: so odd because apparently he, what he did wasn't anything wrong if he was in his own house. Yeah, betting on the actual whatever he was betting on, it, it was there was no issue there. Apparently, it was because he was in the facility, and I was like, "Well, what's what's the difference?" Yeah, just that. Uh, what is the difference? I don't, I don't really understand it. Maybe, maybe some of our listeners can shed some light on it because I have no idea, no clue why Carlton Ridley got the, such a lengthy suspension that he did. Yeah, um, but we, I mean, we're drifting away from the game. now. I mean, he he yeah, really yeah, did play well so. in this game, didn't he? He really did play well. I mean, um, eleven targets, eight receptions, one hundred and one yards. That's a pretty darn solid game from him, isn't it? Um, yeah. The uh,
1: but, but it wasn't like, all sunshine and roses, by the way, for the Jags offense. It really wasn't because no. as I, I did enjoy watching them. I do watch and I do think Trevor Lawrence is a good pick for a potential MVP this year. Um, I I think mean, that's not a bad bet, but third downs they were not great, and they weren't very good on fourth down, which is encouraging for us because we're a team that aren't very good on third and fourth downs on the side of a sudden, of a sudden yeah. as well. Um, yeah, so um, they went twenty five percent on third downs and thirty three percent on fourth downs, which. Is not where you want to be if you want to be a top tier offense. So that's good for the Chiefs. I, I expect them to improve on that. Like, the, yeah. you can't, like, the, I expect the Chiefs to improve on their drop rate. I don't, I fully expect the, the Jags to improve on third down as well. So if they can kind of meet in the middle a little bit, still, if the, the Jags are punching around 50%, say, that's a good rate for the Chiefs. The Chiefs can get the Jags off the field 50% of their third downs. Yeah. Then that shouldn't, Equal as many points. It should equal in a manageable amount of points for the Chiefs because how many drives do you get in a Chiefs games these days? Like, what do they get? Like eight or nine drives, maybe ten, probably max these days. Because teams like to slow the down, slow the game down as much as possible against the Chiefs. They just don't get the drive. So, what if you can slow that down, like to say nine drives, and you get around the forty-five to fifty percent mark? It means the Jags are only scoring on what four or five drives a game. Mm-hmm. A max of thirty-five points, a maximum of thirty-five points. I think that's achievable for the Chiefs against this particular team if Travis Kelsey comes back. So yeah, Spags will be looking at it and looking at, it, especially the interior offensive line, which was just like a turnstile for DeForest Buckner on Sunday. And now he's getting his main piece back. He's getting Chris Jones back, back into the fold. I think Spags will be looking at it and thinking, right, this is where I make my money. Chris Jones, you want your defensive player of the year here. Get off to your hot start. Go for it. Get get your three or four sacks. Kickstart your Defensive Player of the Year campaign against the Jags and their pitiful interior offensive line.
2: Yeah. That all line as well, I don't know if it was just me just seeing this, but um, they look gassed towards the end of that third quarter. And then, yeah. and that could just be just getting up to speed with the whole athleticism of the, you know, the first week and everything, and getting back up to speed of you know NFL football again. That could be that. But the the Jags online really did quite look tired. It looked as though it was it was making a few mistakes towards the end of that game.
1: That like DeForest Buckner is a hell of a player. Let's be oh, he, fair. Oh yeah, yeah, God, he's yeah, yeah, yeah. A, a great, great player. So he's kind of similar to Chris Jones. Not maybe not as good as Chris Jones. But he's still, he's still, he's still a game wrecker, in my opinion. He's still up there yeah. with the best interior defensive lineman. So maybe that could be it. I, the run game was okay, um, wasn't the best, but I just look at the receivers for the Jags, and I see a group that will cause headaches. I, I see a group that's significantly better than what we just faced, yes. and I see a quarterback. I I think the passing wise, I think the offense that we're playing this week is a step up from the offense that we played last week. Mm -hmm. And although the defense done really, really well last week, I do feel like this is a bigger challenge, a much bigger challenge. Because you only have to look at the receivers like Christian Kirk. I think he had, I, I haven't got the stats and forgive me, but I think he had a really good game against us last year. Obviously, you've got Calvin Ridley, you've got Zay Jones back into the fold. And Zay Jones, like that, that pass, that touchdown reception on, pooh, yeah. on the plays of the week. And then you've got that big body of Evan Ingram. So there are a lot of receiving options for yeah. Trevor Lawrence. And I do feel like the, 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 what is it, what do they call them? Not the Fab Five. I can't remember what they called them. Is it the Fab Five?
2: No, that's the, our lot. Sorry? You mean our lot? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, the Fab Five.
1: Yeah. The Fab Five. Yeah. I, I do feel like they've got their. Work out this weekend against a very big, physical, talented yeah. wide and, receiver
2: group. And, and, and as well, we're not, we're actually forgetting about Christian Kirk. He didn't really have a game, did he? In this, in this, and he was there, but he wasn't, yeah. he wasn't, you know, it was pretty much t- overtaken by the, uh, the Jones showing and Ridley showing. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's another, you know, there's another player that you clearly have to watch in this receiving core yeah. as well. Um, just going back to the O line though, but what you were saying about the, um, you Know the run game and everything. Um, the, the, the run game, the, the run protection, um, was very poor in this game as well. In the previous game, in this week one game, um, because uh, even though, yeah, Travis Etienne he ran for 77 yards and 18 carries, but it was the others in there, the the other running backs that they got. Tank Bisbee, yes, he got a touchdown, I think, didn't he? Um, later on in the game, I'm sure it was. Um, and there was uh, Ernest Johnson. He ran for minus four yards on that as well. But the um, the all line, I honestly think the all line. I think the Chiefs D line will, especially with Chris Jones back,
1: mm-hmm. will
2: have its way with this all line. I th- I absolutely believe it. Um, the only issue I've got for the Chiefs side of things is what's going to happen at right tackle because we've mentioned it before. Um, you know, Josh Allen was absolutely devastating on that left side. It will be on our right side, obviously, but um, Hutchinson really gave our right tackle a hell of a bad game, didn't he? It it was really in his face in that game.
1: I thought Jaron Taylor played quite well.
2: He played. He played well, but everything, all the pressure was coming from that side. So I'm wondering. I I,
1: I think that. uh, I think I'm.
2: I'm wondering if
1: what pressure Mahomes didn't get sacked. Okay, you can put it down to like Mahomes is. Like ability to move yeah. and whatnot, that might have been the reason. But I, I don't think Juwan Taylor had that a bad, that bad game, that bad of a game. Rather, well, um, when, he, when he wasn't getting there caught, there was a jumping. lot of talk about it because of where he was standing. Like he was basically standing in my house yeah. when all the snaps went <laughs> off. Right? I get it, but I don't think like I thought Aiden Hutchinson. He was jumping all game, man. Come versus on. Juwan Taylor's, I, I don't think it was like as no as everyone's making out. It's only because they had a mic up on Aiden Hutchinson's dad in the stands. <laughs> it's the only reason why it become a thing. I, I'm not worried about Juan Taylor. Yeah, he's probably going to have to stand a bit closer to the line of scrimmage this week because... The refs are obviously going to be looking for it after uh, what was uh, said for by everyone. It seemed on Thursday night and Friday, but I, I think it's a, I think it's a problem. Don't get me wrong. I think Josh Allen and Tevin Walker are going to be an issue for the the Chiefs offensive line. I do feel like they have probably have a better pass rush than the Detroit Lions, but I'm not seeing this, saying I'm worried about it. I'm much more concerned that the Chiefs can, about the Chiefs getting out their own heads when it comes to catching passes or running routes properly or spacing that's what I'm more concerned about or Andy Reid's play calling I'm probably more re- concerned about that than I am Juwan Taylor because I looked at a player last week and I thought yeah y- you look like a steady right tackle I'm not sitting there thinking oh gosh we're playing this guy this week he's gonna have a type of game oh gosh it's not like when we had like Andrew Wiley or even Orlando Brown, like you're looking at who they're facing this week and thinking, well, we've got a game plan for that guy. I don't feel that way about Josh Allen versus, versus oh, Juante. Josh Taylor. Allen was a
2: stud in that last game. I really he's do. Relentless. He, he's relentless. He, he's terrific.
1: I, I think, I kind of think Mahomes, those, those relentless pass rushers that can't win straight away, I kind of think Mahomes is the guy that beats that type of guy. Like, yeah, you can be yeah. relentless, but yeah. unless you win immediately, then I think Mahomes kind of has your number a little bit because he's he's savvy enough in the pocket, gets outside, manages to move away. Like, when was the last time, actually, that Mahomes played, like, one of the great pass rushers of the league? Like, the true greats. But TJ Watt, a couple of notes. No, I think he was injured for the playoffs thinking about it. So it wouldn't have been TJ Watt. Like, who, who are the great pass rushers of the league? So you're Nick talking Bolsa. about TJ Watt... Nick, Nick Bosa. Bosa in the
2: Super Bowl. I mean, he he was he was phenomenal in the Super
1: Bowl. Yeah, Nick but he even found a way to negate him in, yeah. in in that game. So I I don't know. Like I I get why pass rushes they absolutely are game ruiners. But I do feel like we kind of have the kryptonite to pass rush in Mahomes a little bit. Mm. It's whether the receivers can get on the same page as him when he does escape the pocket, because he was moving a lot on Thursday night. He had own. time as well. And, yeah, that's and he the had worry. time. And yeah, But, but that for that whatever the reason, point. the offense yeah. wasn't working. Things weren't clicking into place. So I'm not, I don't, I don't worry about Mahomes' time he's going to have to throw the ball. I think, I think that's, if I had to list my worries going into this game, pass protection and Mahomes' ability to find space to make a yeah. pass is very much down the bottom of that list.
2: Regardless if the right tackle's getting... Absolutely blown out. Yeah, it, it,
0: I, yeah think, I, I, think I agree. Mahomes, yeah, the
2: scrambling of Mahomes and stuff yeah. and his awareness in the pockets. Yeah, it is. He's brilliant at it, isn't he? So yeah. you set my nerves on that a bit, I must admit. That's
1: good. That's good. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm pleased. I'm pleased yeah. I can do that. Too. Um, Doug Peterson versus Reed, part four. Andy Reed is 3 0 against Doug Peterson. Um, yeah. Since, but uh, yeah. Um, we're talking about the pass rush and Mahomes's being the ability, having the ability to negate all that. We need to remember as well that Mahomes in the playoffs before he got injured looked like he was going to have the best performance of his life against the Jacksonville Jaguars.
2: Yeah.
1: Do you remember that okay. he'd come out in the divisional round and he'd come out on a heater. <laughs> it was just...
2: Yeah, the tail blankets on, on and everything, didn't he? Yeah,
1: fire, yeah. like everything was there. For him, and it was, it was the only reason that game was close is because of the injury. If Mahomes doesn't get injured in that game, the Chiefs are beaten the Jags by like 35 points. Like it was like you don't have you don't have a Chad, Chad Henny stories. You don't have any of this. You literally just have Mahomes and the Chiefs blowing out the Jags because he looked on fire and he looked very good against the Jags in the regular season as well when they played. Mm-hmm. And in fact, if you want to go back even further, probably a bit too far for it to be relevant, but when we played him in 2020 in, in Jacksonville, the opening game that season. Um, he played very well in that game and I think it was the Sammy Watkins game where Sammy Watkins has come out and caught for like 150 passes 150 yards not passes that would be good wouldn't it 150 yards <laughs> 150 passes TVs. whoa yeah yeah yeah. so uh, Mahomes has always looked very comfortable against the Jags and I don't I, I think it's going to go that way again this week regardless of whether Kelsey plays or not obviously if Kelsey plays then I feel a hell of a lot better about what I'm saying, yeah. Do you do you
2: think they'll want to rush him back? I suppose, Kelsey. Do you think? Yeah. Do you think maybe like a hyper-extended yeah. knee is probably going to be
1: okay around about now? Because well, it's a bone bruise, isn't it? Oh well, yeah, think. it is. Uh... You
2: know, but apparently they tried it before, and he but he wasn't able to get any power behind his push-offs and things like that. So it was just a bit of a yeah, it was a bit of an issue for him. But and and I, I mean... absolutely still stand that it was the right decision not to play him because you yeah, really I think... don't want to be uh, you know putting Travis Kelsey in that position.
1: Yeah, I think they'll play him. I think they'll play him. I don't think it's an absolute necessity. Like it would have been if had, like if we were playing the Jets, yeah, with Aaron Rodgers. Now I think yeah, we'd have to absolutely have to get him back. Um, But do you think the Chiefs still have him on a count, on a snap count? Yeah, definitely.
2: They'll probably for this next game. I think they will because I think they'll they'll still want to try and try and iron out and try and give the confidence to the wide receivers that were dropping passes in the previous game, and try and start with those and just try to see what else they can actually do. See if they can get. You still them.
1: need to put a tight end on the field. And I don't think Blake Bell and Noah Gray were that bad. I just I think, think such a, yeah. I just think there's a huge drop off in their ability between yeah. them and Travis Kelsey. But I I don't. Ugh. I think he will be on a snap count, but at the same time, I'm I'm thinking, right, actually, I'd rather have Kelsey 100% than not at all. Mm. And if there's any risk at all, I think the Chiefs can afford to drop this game. Now, I don't think they could afford to drop this game had they been playing an Aaron Rodgers-led Jets team in week four because then you're thinking right if they lose against the Jags they've lost against the Lions they beat the Bears regardless and then they could potentially lose against the Jets and that great defense and Aaron Rodgers then you're thinking right here we go the Chiefs could be one and three they're kind of in a hole a little bit not a massive hole yeah. but a little bit of a hole now, a because breather, I think the Jets it? game and the Bears games are both extremely winnable yeah. with their quarterback situations in those two towns I don't think the Jag Chiefs are looking at this Jags game like oh right it's a must win it won't like in their eyes every game's a must win but I don't think it is a must-win. I, I think if they lose this game, I don't think it's the end of the welt. Um, but I'd much rather lose this game and keep Kelsey back and have him 100% for the rest of the season than risk him for a week-two match against the Jags. Mm, yeah, I reckon you're right
2: there. I think uh, yeah, it, I mean we haven't spoken about the Aaron Rodgers thing, but that was horrendous, wasn't it, seeing that happen? I mean, I know we've joked about him in the past and I don't particularly like him, to be honest, but you don't want to see that on any player. Um,
1: just seeing the fans, that, I feel sorry for the most.
2: Oh it's man, the that, fans! Just... The Jets fans are cursed. I, yeah. I swear they are because it all looked rosy for them. You know, you could see it on Hard Knocks that you know there was a, there was there was an aura, there was an
1: atmosphere
2: building, wasn't there, with the Jets? And mm-hmm. yeah, granted, they still won the game. They still got a you know they played a great yeah, but game.
1: But Josh Allen threw four, what was it? Four turnovers from Josh oh, Allen yesterday, he like. Was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> um, they still win games. I still think the Jets have a good chance of having a winning record. I do because that yeah. defense is so freaking good, yeah. But nonetheless, I yeah, I'm not too seeing sure.
2: that just seeing that
1: calf yeah. like
2: quiver as it oh god, oh god, it's horrible, horrendous. Um, yeah, but uh, yeah, get well soon, and like you said, I think that might be you know the end of the chapter that we were hoping to actually open the storybook on uh, Mahomes versus Rodgers and we've never even had a chapter of that yet, have we? Um, The football gods are completely against that matchup for sure. Uh, Right then, predictions. What we're going with here? Shall I go off with the prediction this week? Because I know you went with it last week, didn't you? So I think the Chiefs will handle this well. I do think it will be quite a close game. I think it will be quite edgy at the beginning because of everything that happened in the previous game, I think the Chiefs will win it 31 28. Did I say that last week?
1: You said something very similar. I did, didn't I? Yeah. Just keep saying it until all season, and you know, yeah, you, you are the ultimate throwing off kind of guy. <laughs> so just do it, every, do it every week. I think the Chiefs will win, yeah, with or without Kelsey, but by how many? That's the thing. Like, is it going to be a blowout? No. No? No, I think it's going to be a six o'clock classic. It's going to be like, oh, you can imagine Scott Hansen, the witching hour, and just yeah. constantly going back to Jacksonville. I think the the uh, TV company is going to look at this game and think, actually, we should have made this prime time. Um, I think like they should 40. have made it prime time anyway.
2: Is it going to be um, 44,
1: 41 or something like that? Is that yeah. I, I'm going to say the Chiefs win 30 to 27. Yeah. But, I don't feel good about it. you think it could
2: be more? Do you think it could be?
1: like? I think the Chiefs will win, but at the same time, it would not surprise me in any way, shape or form if the Jags just flick a switch offensively and are far less sloppy and those receivers and that quarterback gives the Chiefs kittens on the back end. It wouldn't surprise me at all. At the same time, it wouldn't surprise me if the Chiefs do the exact same to the Jags. But what we do need for that to happen is for the receivers to turn up. Because Mahomes will turn up, the offensive line will turn up, receivers, can you do your job? You had your hand there like you're a Mafia boss. (laughs) I'm (laughs) a Cats, brother. (laughs) what they did to my boy. Yeah, Uh, Chris Jones, he could have uh, played the entire season. (laughs) My defensive player of the year, but... uh... (laughs) I see they they reminded me of the two uh, lawyers in Making the Murderer. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> That's what they reminded me of. Yeah. 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 Good point, actually. Yeah. yeah.
2: God. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I can't unsee that now. <laughs> <laughs> yes. right anyway let's get out of here mate. we've talked enough tonight uh, right that's all we've got time for this week we'll be back next Wednesday to pick the bones out of the Chiefs week two matchup against the Jags as well as the usual craziness you've come to love about the great British Chiefs show it has been a crazy one again stick around for more of your favorite podcasts on the Our Head Pride podcast network and if you have a few moments to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, then we'll Please be your best it, friends it. forever do, do it, it now
1: do it do it, do it. Come on, do it, do it! Load up Apple now and give us a review. Do it. Do it! Just do it! Do it. Do it! Do it or I send horse's head and gunman to your house.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Plus, if you want What animal puts
1: pineapple on a pizza? (laughs)
2: It's a spicy meatball. Um... (laughs) 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 Are we doing any more stereotypes here Uh, Plus if you want all your Chiefs news Packaged up in a nice red and yellow bow Check out the news articles Tom's Arrow Headlines and the AP Power Rankings On our website arrowheadpride.com But all that's left to say here is From one kingdom to another We'll speak to you again soon